0: Church and welcome. I'm so excited to see you. I'm so glad you guys are here. It's been an amazing weekend. Our returning, if you didn't get a chance to see it, it's going to be up on our website today after four o'clock. It was an amazing time, an amazing conference, hearing from the Lord through the body of Christ. Welcome online, family. We love you. We're excited you're here with us as well. Go ahead and share. Go ahead and share in your socials and invite people to join us right now for this time of fellowship and worship. So we're gonna pray, and I'm gonna invite all of you to pray. I'm just like, there's so much joy going on at the door. Can you hear it online? So we've got friends and family here today who haven't been around for a while. It's a great time for us. But let's go ahead and just kinda dig in for a minute. Oh, we honor you, mighty God. We give you all thanks, all praise, all glory, and all honor for you alone are worthy. You alone are worthy of our praise, God, and we exalt you, and we honor you, and we bless you, and we love you, Lord Jesus. Holy is the Lord our God. Holy is the Lord our God. Glory to you, most high. Hosanna, Hosanna to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hosanna to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We exalt you, mighty God. Holy is the Lord, glorious one, glorious everlasting Father. We give you praise. We give you praise, God. Hallelujah. it's worse and power all blessing and honor dominion and power just give it to him all blessing and honor dominion and power it's yours lord blessing and honor dominion and power you are lord of lords and king of kings dominion and power Thank <laughs> Should it be a deep yeah? Should it be a dead-year? Should it be a dead yeah? And the dry bones <laughs> are coming to lie. And the dry bones are coming alive. And the dry bones are coming alive. And the dry bones are coming alive. And the dry bones are coming by. And the dry bones are coming alive. And the dry bones are coming alive. And the dry bones are coming alive. And the dry bones are coming alive.
1: Thank you, Jesus, we worship you. Thank you, Jesus, we worship you. We worship you, Jesus. We bless you. Yes. We worship you. We We praise you. We recognize you're here. We give you first place in our heart, mind, into our emotions, our life, our past, our future, our present. seated when the holy hush of heaven begins to invade the noisiness of earth you know that you're in the precipice of god moving from heaven to earth when the holy hush of heaven silences the noisy bustling of earth you know you're on the precipice a move from heaven to earth. That's where we are. Thank you for learning. All of us look for learning. Yielding. Quieting. This is Psalm 46 says to be still. And know that He is God. I am God. As it was written, behold, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted on the earth. I want to read uh, Haggai chapter 2 just before we receive this offering. It's We're on... Not many times can you read in the scripture and know your the exact day of the calendar of an event that took place thousands of years ago but happened on this day. This is the seventh day of Sukkot. And the Sukkot Feast of Tabernacles, the tabernacle offering, and the calling of heaven to have people that were struggling to find the expression of worship they wanted that god had required of them and now they were building again but uh, god needed to keep turning them from the outside to the inside from the sight to faith and from temporal to eternity so if you could bring up haggai chapter two please verse one in the seventh month on the 21st of the month that's today in the Hebrew calendar, the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet saying, speak now to Zerubbabel, the son of Shaddiel, the governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of jehoshadak the high priest, and to the remnant of the people saying, who is left among you who saw this temple in its former glory? And how do you see it now? In comparison with it, is it not in your eyes as nothing? Now be strong, Zerubbabel, says the Lord. And be strong, Joshua, son of Jehoshaddak, the high priest. And be strong, all you people of the land, says the Lord. And work, for I am with you, says the Lord of hosts. According to the word I coveted with you when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. For thus says the Lord of Hosts, Once more, it is a little while, I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and dry land, and I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations, and I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of Hosts. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, says the Lord of Hosts, And the glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of Hosts. And in this place I will give peace, says the Lord of Hosts. (laughs) Praise you. We, We Yeah, you can feel that's the word of the Lord for us. That's the word of the Lord over us, to us. We receive it. So now let us return with that, our our giving, our offering to unto the Lord. He's here. You're not giving to a a, a person today. You never are. You're giving to a man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, Melchizedek. But but today's today's an important day. So as the Lord leads you, bring your tithes and offerings up to the front or into the into the electronic transferring age. However God leads you to move money, move money toward heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. again please so we can offer this to our high priest blessed be his name blessed be his name blessed be his name praise you Jesus we honor you not with just what's in these buckets but what we've given already this week this weekend what we've sent electronically we know you've received every transference of wealth to you and you're worth it all all riches are yours not part of them but all of them and so thank you for the grace to give and the fear to give and the faith to receive (laughs) all that you want to do Lord bless you we receive healings salvation deliverance prodigals return lives turning around rebuilding, renewing, refitting restoring we receive, we receive, we receive Jesus' glorious name. Amen. Amen. All right. We got real s- serious. Fear of God kind of came in and touches us a little bit. Means we have to really respect and honor and acknowledge. Hey, stand up. The King has shown up. But right now, I'd like us to go show some love. Go greet each other. Welcome one another. You can laugh and have some fun. This is Sukkot. This is Feast of Tabernacles. It's a hilarity, clarity time. And welcome everybody online. I love you. We're so glad you're in the house. We're so glad you are a part of us today. We are blessing you in what you're doing. And you're going to be a part of the, 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 the outpouring that's in the house, is in your house, and the word of the Lord that's come to us, has come to you, and the grace that's come to us has come to you because there's no separation in the spirit or time. It's all now in Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Receive, 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 receive. Praise Jesus. Stephen, and Andrea, hi guys. Blessings. 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 Sorry, I interrupt you. Blessings oh yeah, man. trying to talk. You said return, so we return. He did, <laughs> man, all, all the way. Thank you guys. Bless you. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. All right, come on in uh praise jesus praise jesus praise jesus hey, everybody i always take i always take my our online family up here i feel like a way i stay connected to both in the house and outside of the house so i thank you all right come on in i want to just thank everybody for a few couple moments and then we're going to get in the word And we're having lunch today. (laughs) Yay, we're eating in the cafe. So first of all, I wanna thank our media team for this inglorious weekend that they pulled off for the returning, because they kept us connected online in the house, made the sound work, and thank you guys, and thank all the people that served before, during the week, Friday night, Saturday, I want to thank all of those who came to the returning. It was a divine experiment. I love when God uses us as an experimental house. He does that. Prototypes. I'm learning to allow the prototype just to take over and become his type. You know, he builds everything by a pattern and the pattern's from heaven. So we gathered, I had plus 20 people of those who become watchers, who watch in the sanctuary from 6 a.m. through 6 p.m. every Wednesday. And the Lord said, I want what I'm saying in prayer to be said in a gathering during Sukkot, and I want those who are praying in the house, hearing what I'm saying, to share what they're hearing. And there we get the manifold wisdom, the diversity of witnesses, but the same spirit saying the same thing, and it really happened. So first off, thank you, the, thank everybody who joined the experiment and participated. I know you went away going, wow, this was something happening. Don't you know exactly? And it'll all be online sometime by, by Monday if it isn't today. Uh, thank you everyone who shared. We had fabulous. I mean, a few times I thought, how are we going to get 20-plus people to share within three sessions in what is, will amount to be nine hours? But it happened. Plus, we had glorious worship. So thank you, worship team. Thank you, worship team. And thank God. Do me a favor today. Uh, last Wednesday, last Sunday, we, we, the Lord wanted to release a new infilling of the Holy Spirit. We be, wanted to begin with our our, caf, uh, our our hospitality, specifically our cafe team that prepares all these meals, and uh, he di- He just did in a gracious way, and they served yesterday lunch, and they're going to serve today lunch. Would you, when you go to pick up your, your meal today, just thank anyone that's in the Cafeteria, cafe, kitchen area who are serving. Just let them know how appreciative you are for them to serve God in such a fashion. Will you do that for me? That Because we can't pull them out. They're busy right now getting our lunch ready. But um, anyway, it was really cool. Thank you. Thank you for just following the Lord into the future, which is from the ancient of days, which is pretty cool. Okay, so... Uh, And the testimonies that we did not get on, because as the word of the Lord begins to grow and comes alive, everybody begins to hear the word of the Lord and come alive. We're going to have more sharing on Wednesday night. So really, again, encourage you. I love you. I need you. Susan, I want you to get back on a watch. If you can't watch, not, not, you know, sign up and, and give yourself back to four to six on a watch on Wednesdays. God wants you. All right, now, don't make me do that to everybody, <laughs> but I can do that to Susan, because I saw that, and he told me to tell you, so I figured, and I know you'll respond quickly. Okay, Psalm 61, verse 3, I want to start. I'm going to tell a story. It's the conclusion of the re- the returning, and it's happened to me on Wednesday, and it's going to, I believe, collect... All of us who are hearing what he's doing presently at this moment to complete lifetime journeys and assignments and to fulfill them and bring us and propel us in a new season. We've entered a new season. And I know when we enter, we've entered a new season, just the beginning. Now the hour's coming, but now is. Um, no, that's not right. Maybe it's Psalm 62. I read it this morning, and I knew I was going to share it. It was in my Bible reading, so I was so happy it was there. Um, I'll find it for you. It's somewhere like that. Oh, it's 56. That's why. Psalm 56, verse 3. Praise you, Jesus. Let me pray. Please help you. We think everything from this point on now is holy. Lord, I just really submit myself to you and I know what I'm about to share may not be heard or it may be heard. It will not be, I pray, because of me that it's heard. It's because of the spirit of the living God and because your hearts that are responding and because of the sovereignty of God that wants to bring people out of the repeating cycles of life and into the next season that is now upon them. We thank you for the grace that will come. Upon the hearing of faith and the salvation that comes and the healings that come and the miracles and the deliverance that comes. And we ask that you would be glorified and we your glory would take over and bring us forward and the thing you're doing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. I was driving uh, my two grandsons to s- school on wednesday and we were in this conversation about when you get anxious and then you put pressure on the thing that you're anxious over and, uh, It could be people it could be a circumstance and i was trying to talk to them about uh they had them as a you know my own little audience i'm talking about when you're anxious you want to control something You want to make what you're afraid not happen, or what you're afraid won't happen, happen. So you, inside of you, anxiety or fear makes you start to take control. And yet, what I've learned, and and it's, this is, this was very helpful to me to know that I can be afraid. That doesn't counter anything. I'm afraid all the time, but it doesn't mean anything. That it affects God because I can choose in my fear to turn into trust and say, I will trust you." So we're talking away and, you know, they're trying to be polite and listen, and I'm probably on to lecturing by this time. I don't know. I'm sure I I, I was, you know, kind of making personal applications. Anyway, dropped them off, got over here, and went to go pray. And as I was praying, the Lord interrupted right from the very beginning. He said, you know, that's who you are. You're always afraid and always trying to control something. And you won't, most of the time, realize that you are because you don't want to be. So you just think you'll kind of ignore where you are and, and try not to be what you are. But you are that. And then he really comforted me because I'm not, I'm, first off, that's, that didn't surprise me. I mean, I know that's to be true about me, but it was, you know, you don't focus on the negative. Unless you do, that's terrible. You don't do that. You try to focus on Jesus, and then you follow him. But when he comes and He brings a a moment where you see yourself, that is the joy of life, because that means you're on a a path of repentance. You're going to think new thoughts that you hadn't considered before, and repentance is going to lead to uh, a whole other... Turning of a new direction following the Lord, and that's going to release a whole weight of past season sin, or, and remittance will flow, and new refreshing comes. So I really cherish those moments. In fact, one of the, it uh, was Eddie that brought up in the watch on, on, in the beginning at six in the morning, they'll set themselves as uh, Habakkuk did in, in chap, chapter two and says, I will set myself on the rampart as a watchman, and I'll watch to see what I will say to the Lord when he corrects me. Now, if I have a meeting with God and he is perfect and true and I am not perfect yet, not matured completely, and I'm not fully engaged in truth, who do you think is going to come out of the meeting changed? God or me? Me. Me. Because just there's something always to bring me further in and to let go. Anyway, so he comforted me greatly. I'm going to tell a story out of Abraham's life because he brought me to Abraham. You know, I love the Bible because the Bible gives other people's lives an opportunity to be a place of connection to his life. So, and I'm, this story would have to take, you'd have to start in chapter 12 of Genesis and go all the way to Genesis 22. So rather than try to do all that, I'm just going to kind of tell a point, a part of story. Recently I've been meditating on the fact that faith is once given and released, it is an ongoing progressive faith. It continually takes me further into a place and all it requires is that my heart continually soften when I hear His voice and to follow Him where He takes me. But it's not like new faith at every juncture it's the faith there's one faith one lord one baptism there's not multiple faiths. it's jesus faith actually the faith that i was raised out of uh, out of death is the faith that he had that god could save them out of death and it's that's but that's not the point abram so I'm, i focus and i'm all of a sudden the lord takes me to uh, chapter 19 and 20 which is, a, which is an incident. And I've been, I've been talking to the Lord a lot about this. Uh, Abram, it's time, he gets his name changed in chapter 17. And the covenant of circumcision, which is now, it's time for, it's time for, it's time for completion. You've, you've, been, you've journeyed with me and promised, now it's time for, for, for performance. I'm going to perform what I promised, and it's coming this time next year his name's going to be Isaac your name is now Abraham Sarah's Sarai is now Sarah and that's how I'm going to do it and I want and and for your and your step now is I want you to go circumcise every male in the house and from this point on part of the covenant so chapter 19 God, Abraham had enough sense. He'd learned the first lesson: is don't try to don't try to for, sort out what God's doing with somebody else. Let God sort it out for them, and let God sort it out for you. So he doesn't tell Sarah all the experiences, or he must have told him something because she was now going by Sarah. But the angel shows up, the angel of the Lord, and with two angels that are on their way to Sodom and Gomorrah and mentioned in Sarah's hearing that you're going to have a son next time this year. And she laughs, and he says, why did you laugh? Is anything too hard for the Lord? And she's going, and she's, she's doing what we all do. She starts lying. I didn't laugh, but he said, yeah, you did. And they just moved on. Then uh, he's on his way out, and Abraham is walking them out, the three. And the Lord says to Abraham, to the two angels, uh, should I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do, since he's going to become a great nation, and he's going to be training his children after me? So he's, he, these are all rhetorical questions. He's not asking anybody what to do. He's kind of informing us on it, the process of so we can learn our life. And thank God he lived his life into faith like this. But. So he tells him about the fact that he's sending these two angels to Sodom and Gomorrah. And he's, the wickedness has come up to heaven, and it's, they've got to go see for themselves, the witness. And 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 so the problem is that Abram's had a lifetime exi- assignment. We only have the record of his life starting at 75, and this story goes from about that uh, to when he's probably um, 100 and. 15 maybe. In any case, uh, he had left the Ur of Chaldeans out of the middle of Iraq, and he moved with his father and his nephew and his wife up to Turkey. And when his father died, then in Chapter 12, God speaks to him and says, now it's time to leave your house. Leave your father's house. I want you to leave your father's house and follow me into a land I'm going to give you, and I'm going to do all kinds of incredible things in your life. I'm going to multiply you. And, flip. and it's, so it's, he, he launches on a journey of promise. Now he's in a position that he's still got Lot with him. And if you read chapter, Lot, Lot is a, a, a conflict. And, and uh, it's someone connected in covenant, but won't keep covenant. Someone who wants the benefits of faith, but don't want to walk the cost of faith. And, but he's had, a, I, I feel like he, because he, he's, he's he's, his dad died, and he's his, Abraham's brother, Abraham's brother, now he's taking care of him. And so, so I think almost in a kind of, at least this is how I see it, that he kind of in a fashion said, you know, oh, gosh, oh, no. That's not good news about Sodom and Gomorrah. I know how wicked the place is. I've dealt with the king. I know what's going on. Lot chose it for himself. It was, It's the, the best of the land. But I'm going to, so he, he, he strikes up a deal. Make a deal with God. You ever made a deal with God? Oh, I have. Don't do it. I mean, you can't help but do it. It's part of the process. See, everything is the process because God is infinite and we are finite, so he dismantles the finite so we can step into the infinite. And that's each part is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. So he, he says, well, you, he negotiates a plan to save the city, the cities. And I think, as I've counted the family of Lot, he was counting on that Lot's righteous family would be enough for God to spare the entire city. Therefore, Lot would be cared for. But it doesn't happen. You know the story. Uh, Even the wives that had married into the other families, they were just, the, the husbands were laughing at the idea. So Sodom and Gomorrah is up in smoke. Abram looks up that morning, and he wakes up. And I feel like he was in a crisis I don't know why God chooses, but he seems to want to always bring forth his glory in the midst of crises. And he doesn't really want you to be successful. That's why he usually puts you in something you'll fail in. But failure doesn't matter to God. In fact, it's a prerequisite. If you don't fail, then you don't need him. And if you need him, then he can be everything. So he becomes everything in that moment. And you learn that over time because Abraham has kind of learned this. But he's still a man, and he's still got emo- emotions, and he's still got fear, and he's still trying to sort out what to do. And so he's standing up up in the Negev, looking down, I would imagine, toward where the Dead Sea is. So it's down, in, and then he sees this furnace fire burning up, like, like an atomic bomb. And he knows, oh, my prayer didn't work. My intercessory assignment just failed. My great, pro- my great sacrifice negotiating skills didn't come to pass. And fear comes over him. And he leaves a perfectly safe place where he's been given, and he moves to uh, what we will not know today as present Gaza. And the closest I've ever been to Gaza is to go get by the, the, the big walls. So we went to go pray at the border of Israel. We were right there where Egypt and Gaza meet. And it's just, just like 20 feet high walls, and it just feels very dreadful. And But it still was that way for him. He went into a place. And so here's the story. Now that I've got you there, this is what the Lord said. You read a story over and over again. You start to understand it in a fashion that God can then turn it around and and reorder this sequence so that you see what you didn't see before. So he talked to you about fear. And Abram was afraid that they were going to kill him and take Sarah to be the Abimelech's wife. So he's thinking, "Hmm. we're going to continue what we've done for the last 25 years because you're beautiful and because there's no... He said this was his reasoning and this is what God said to me. He said, Abraham did not think that that the truth of my eternal position and promise in him could affect the outside around him. So he resorted to how to care for himself in time past not realizing the inside of him was about to take over the outside and it wouldn't matter what he did how he did it and in this case i'll provide what he sees is lacking now what was lacking when he goes into the city he said this is my sister Welcome, 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 welcome to Gaza. Who are you? Well, I'm Abraham. This is I, Sarah. We're brother and sister. So they talk. Tell the king. The king gets takes Sarah into his house, intending to marry her, bring him in as another wife. But nothing happens immediately, and then the Lord wakes him up and says, "You're a dead man." And he says, why? He says, you have, you, have you have a married woman, the wife of another man. And then he recounts the story. Well, wait a minute. I, I, he told me. He said she was his sister. She said, I'm his sister. And so in the innocence of my hand, the integrity of my heart, I, I, I did it. And God says, I know. You had integrity, but that's why I kept you. But still, if you don't return them, you're dead. So Abimelech calls him up, and he says, well, well, here's the thing. Let me just say it as he said it, then I'll continue the story. He said to me, Abraham did not believe I could bring the fear of God in a place that obviously was showing no regard to God in any way. He did not have see what he saw what he saw lacking he did not believe I could provide but it needed to be provided because it was time for a promise to be fulfilled so nothing would stop what I'm doing and he wasn't a part of it anyway he was a recipient of it and he was believing in my ability to perform but he was also struggling with a personal issue which I don't know about you but I'm struggling with personal issues There's, you know, I don't walk in, you know, you think I walk like, ah. I get there after prayer, but I don't start there. And I know I have to do it every day to get back there because I've learned that,
0: ah,
1: is better than, ah, right? I mean, mean, I've told you this for years. I don't pray, you know, because I'm noble. I pray because I'm needy. And I don't pray to change the world. I pray to be changed. And I pray until I'm happy. (laughs) Then I know I hit the mark. Because in the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy and pleasures beyond our wildest imagination. Bliss. So, see, I carry something that I don't see, that I don't have the faith can transfer yet. And that's part of the problem for all of us because you can't transfer what you carry until you really carry it. Until God determines that you now carry it. And until then, all you get is tests. Test, 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 test. Revelation brings tribulation. The more of the revelation, the more of the tribulation. Because faith has got to be tested for faith to be yours. Revelation has to be. Uh, countered for you to choose? Do I accept the circumstances that are are coming against what I'm hearing? Or do I continue to hear the word that I cannot produce? Can I live inside truth that I cannot perform? Do I agree with God though everything went wrong? Which for so many and all of us, we, we have some really setbacks. I do. I have many, many setbacks. I'm crying out all the time. God, change this. Change that. Change this. You've got to change that. If you don't change this, we can't go. And he said, what in the world are you talking about? He just lets, you, lets me just have panic attacks, freak out, fall apart, go pouting, go into control mechanisms. See, I, I love the scripture, whenever I'm afraid, I will trust in God. But the truth is, whenever I'm afraid, I'm going to control something. That's an immediate thing i got to do. Control something. If it can't control me... I can't control God, I'll control somebody else. I'll control some aspect of life. And that's where so much of the, you know, that gets a hold of us. Anyway, so Abraham did not believe. He he could see there was no fear of God. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to look around us. There's no fear of God. And yet the fear of God is a prerequisite. Or it was the first thing that comes when God shows up. But he's carrying promise and it's wrecked his life i mean it's really not been a fun journey for him and i'll show that in a moment but so this is what the lord said abraham did not believe that what i said would come to pass in if he if he got out of the right set of circumstances he was trying to control sodom and gomorrah's future and thereby keep that. He, I'm dismantling the last season he's in, and he's falling apart internally because he doesn't understand that I'm in charge of the new season he's already in, and nothing in between is going to undo what I'm doing. But he didn't know that. He, didn't, he could see there was no fear of God. He understood that people would come and take his wife. They were going to take his wife one way or another. Oh, your sister. Oh, great. I'll give you some money for her. Otherwise, we'll Sorry, Charlie, you're dead. I mean, it's the kind of rule that was upon the lands of those days. So he says, God says to me, he says, So I provided the fear of God for him. (laughs) Now listen, this is coming. He wakes up the king and tells him, You're dead. Now don't put the fear of God in somebody. And he didn't go, oh, I'm wondering if this is really true. Listen, if God shows up in your room and tells you you're dead, you will not wonder, was that God or not? He has a way of making himself known when it's important for someone to know he's there. And usually in those cases is to the obstinate, the stubborn, the wicked, the cruel, that he has to break into their life, the madness of the prophet, to shut them. Abram's carrying something. carrying something he we know we we know when he left turkey to come into israel he's 75 but he left ur of chaldeans with his dad and we so i don't know how young he started but he was an idol worshiper and he heard a voice and he said i am the lord i am elohim i am god follow me and that's the voice of the lord always requires obedience god does not talk to make us feel happy Although happiness is always a a fruit of hearing. But it's to lead unto a, I'm going to follow your voice. I'm going to follow you. And all of us in this room and online, because you wouldn't be in this house if you hadn't at some point said, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to follow you. Anyway, you start changing. And you can't. your circumstances start falling apart, and you start changing. And your circumstances fall apart, and you start changing. it's just kind of a, I don't know about you, but I, I feel like it, it puts you into almost like a schizophrenic life. In one place in the presence of God, it's like, oh, man, I love you. And the word. But you see, the first part of the faith is, that, oh, I'm going to make this work. I can see exactly how this is going to happen. Oh, I know how God's going to save America and redeem her and make her glorious and beautiful, and I'm going to do this, and we're going to do that, and here's a new assignment. God's just like, okay, go for it. Do it. Charge. Then we do it. Charge. And fall flat on our face. And we think, well, what was wrong? What did I do wrong? Who did that wrong? Why did that happen? And finally, at some point, you just start to, you know, I don't know. You lose hope the way you saw it, didn't happen. And yet God doesn't seem to change His promise. You go into His presence, He calls things that are dead as though they're alive. He says things that haven't happened are happening. He says things that aren't are. And you, you go, I'm, I'm here with you and then I'm out there. And So the first thing you'll learn is that I'm going to have to quit trying to change the world on the outside, and start letting God continue to change the world on the inside. I'm going to live in promise, live in presence, live in His Word, live in fellowship, worship Him. I'm going to accept everything He says as true, but not try to produce any of it, perform any of it, and certainly not try to prove it. And that is the essence of the journey in Jesus for every one of us in this room, and we're somewhere in that. But when... Abimelech calls Abraham. First, he calls his, 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 all of his trusted advisors and cabinet, whatever, and he says, listen, I had a dream. And that dream, he recounts, releases the fear of God into a, a fortress of people, and they're terrified. He stole, he, the, the, God said, if I don't restore him, we're all dead. And if I do restore him, then he will pray for us, so that we can be healed, because he's a prophet. thing was so happy. To, see, that when you're in the process of trying to perform, you think that your performance is going to make a difference for God's performance. So you end up being aware of, oh, no, I can't sin. Oh, I better not make a mistake. Oh, and you don't realize that, God understands, put any one of us in enough pressure, you'll do what you did before when you weren't where you are right now. You'll return to exactly who you are. You'll act the same way. You'll curse, you'll swear. You'll do it all because he understands we're living in clay pots and our souls are the connecting point. And the soul is part of the the earthen vessel that sees everything from the outward signs and it can be super pressurized. So he understands that, and so it's not when a critical moment, you learn after a while that my only righteousness is Jesus Christ. When I slip, I return. When I stop, I start. When I, a thought enters my brain that is not, a, a, not a holy unto God, I just say, stop thinking that way and start thinking about heaven again. And I just keep returning, returning, returning. And, you, and God just says, hey, welcome back, welcome back. You know, I'm like, I'll get these moments like, oh, I'm going to do something really precious. We're, we're, we have an intimate relationship, me and Jesus. So We're going to go and let's look at the new growth that's coming into the earth of the spirit of God. Let's go, let's go watch what God's going to do. And then you get terrified for some circumstance. And you your soul turns into a, into a chariot and drags you in a different direction. And God says, return, return. Oh, return, O oh Shulamite, that we may look upon you. And you're just total self-awareness. Man, I am the most double-minded, doubt-filled, fear-led person. I've just failed God again. And you say in honesty, and God loves honesty. I think the only thing he well, he loves honesty, and he, and he loves humility. The hard things for man to be. Said, she says, what, what do you want to see in me? The dance of double-mindedness? You, you just saw me. I had a big, I was gonna show you something wonderful, and I freaked out and ran away. Oh. oh you know what he says to her? This is a Song of Solomon. He says, your feet are beautiful in sandals. <laughs> You're gonna talk about dance? I love your feet. See, God's not correcting us through reprimanding us. He's correcting us to agree with his truth of who he is and provision that he's given and accept what he's doing. And those things are, those things are like it's all done already. So it's just a returning. Okay, I, all right, all right. Then he starts talking. Hey, I got this, I got this. Next thing, you know, he's going, Ah, oh, just pull me out of the wilderness. I'm ready to follow you again. Here I come, leaning on my beloved, dependent upon him. Reclining in his love until the next crisis. Anyway, everybody in the house of, of Abimelech are freaked out. And something else has happened. And I'm only telling you this because these things are about to start happening and are happening. And I, I've been praying for a few years now, Lord, I just please give me the grace to follow you and the faith to stay engaged and to just humility to. Submit and let my heart soften so I can hear your voice, and when you speak, I want to obey, and I don't want to try to perform, so I want to just hear, and I'm just trying to just, and I'm telling them this. You will not get any help from me. I will not be a help. You know, I, I remember I got saved. The prayer we'd pray is, well, Jesus, come into my heart. Make me the person you want me to be because I can't do it myself. Well, I've grown. My prayer's matured. Here's how it goes now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Make me the person you want me to be because I can't help you at all. So, but I can't respond. I can agree. I can engage. You see, if you stop hearing the voice, following the voice, listening to the one speaking, then you begin to retreat. Your heart hardens. You live in a lower level of faith and life than God ever intended for you to live. You're not challenged, you get everything safe, get all the cars in the house, in the garage or wherever, and you get everything in place, you go, all right. All that is a soul that said, I want to be safe. I want to be safe. I'm going to control as much as I can because I want to be safe. And then you get, anyway, so Abimelech calls Abraham, said, what in the world did you do? What in the world did you do to us? This is a man who took somebody's sister to have as his wife And now he's freaking out because God gave the fear of God into a land that had no fear of God. And Abram says, well, he says, why would you do this? He said, well, because I thought there's no fear in this land, fear of God in this land. So you're going to kill me for my wife. And then he goes on. He says, and besides, she is my sister. (laughs) You see, you're still the same person. And this is the kindness. When the, and here's the word that really then jumped into my life, and then I want to close it with a quick focus of maturity that comes out of this. When we married, I said to Sarah, I want, this is the kindness I want you to show to me since God has made me wander from my Father's house. Now you take a, you, those of you love to look at the word wander, look it up. It is not a positive word. I don't know any believer in an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ who's submitting to Him can say, you know what? This is the coolest thing I ever did. I'm just getting richer, famous. I'm getting all my friends are liking me. I've got a following. I'm going to, I can't do anything wrong. No, that's flesh. He's not interested in making us look good. He's interested in us dying so that he can look good. And in fact, Paul said, we're going to carry in this earthen vessel a treasure. And it's not from us, it's from him. And so to help us remember that, we're going to be hard-pressed but not crushed, cast down but not forsaken, struck. And we're going to always carry in our body the dying of the Lord so that the life of Jesus can be manifest. Now, you can read that and go, you know, bleep, 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 skip that, cut that out of the Bible. It's truth. So now what happens is if we don't teach that, then people go through hardship and we go, oh, I can't believe it. I put all my faith in God. And everything, everything just keeps going weirder and weirder. Of course it's going weirder. You're following God who's taking over your life, who's planning to be exalted in the earth. And he has to train us to reign with him by bringing us through things of sufferings that allow us to make a decision every day. I'm choosing to believe in your word. I'm choosing to agree with your word. I'm choosing to get up and pray. I'm choosing to read your Bible. I'm choosing to praise you. I'm choosing to worship you. Is this a feast of thanksgiving or praise? I'm going to praise you and rejoice in you. And no longer do you ask your soul, soul, can I do this? How are you with this? You say no. So we're we're, we're going to do cheerleading session for God again, and your soul starts to you, your soul actually starts returning to the, its rest because the soul wasn't meant to lead. The soul was meant to magnify, and because whatever it sees, it magnifies. And you have to turn the soul to look at the invisible to see the unseen, and then you begin to magnify what you can't see. And trust me. God has his ways. You know, he has the Ways and Means Committee. He speaks his word. We say yes. We go, I'm on. I'm in. I'm following you. And we take off. And next thing you know, it's 15 years, 20 years here, 10 years there, wandering, wandering. And Deuteronomy 8 tells you every reason we wander is so that God can humiliate us. Which is to humble us. In other words, we have to be dependent upon what we are not dependent upon. We're not accustomed to going out and getting bread out of the in, uh, off the lawn. But that's not to get fed. It's to learn that we live by the words that are spoken over us. So we learn to listen to whatever you say is more important than what I'm doing. So I got to listen. So he's just really honest, super honest. When God caused me to wander out of my father's house. You see, if you're not, you're, you're, you're leaving the, the earth to enter into the heavenly realm, and it means a, a whole deconstruction of, of worldly thinking, worldly ways, worldly resourcing. And, and that is not easy. That's why we keep returning, returning, returning. And then every time we return, all that he ever does is say, you've got beautiful feet. I like those feet more than any feet. You say, why would you do that? It's because the, fa- the father of the prodigal, get me a robe, get me a ring, get me some sandals, get me a fatted calf. We're going to have a party because I just saw the hardest thing in the earth to happen is someone who's right admitting they were wrong. Someone who was righteous in themselves coming humbly to be less than what they thought they were to be. And I think that is like celebration time. Repentance, repentance, repentance. So I got to close. Abram tells the story, you know, and it's the kindness. And I've had to wander. I've spent, we have a record of 25 years of wandering. I don't know about you, but that's how I feel my life's been 46 years. And then I don't even try anymore to tell God. You know, by the way, we were right, right, right. We were right. I used to tell him this: we were right, so close to. You had the bet. You had the greatest. You had an opportunity. You missed it. Can't believe it. You could have saved many. He just says nothing. But when he says it's time, it does not matter what you do, what you say, what's wrong, what's right what you have to walk to, You'll walk through all your same stuff. You'll see it. You'll fail just like you always did. But it doesn't matter now because it's not about you. It's about him and his promise and his performance and his time. And he said, because Abram, Romans 4, he worked this out. Abraham worked this out in this moment when he had to let go of the old hope and enter in the new hope and begin a journey. And he's doing everything wrong. He's going, well, here's the deal. I'm dead. Sarah's dead. And I'm not going to think about that. And here's a promise, and I'm not going to s- separate it. I'm going to accept it fully. And here's how I'm going to do it, because I've learned this. The only thing I can do that will be accepted is to glorify God, exalt Him, and make His name great. I'm going to exalt you, glorify you. And while I'm doing that, I'm going to tell you and me and me and you and you and me and me and you until I finally believe it, that you are able to perform what you promise, and it's not my business to tell you how to do it or when you're going to get it done. But it is my business to accept it as truth and to praise you and accept it. So why do I always look up like this when I talk to you like that? Because I'm talking to God right now. Because I understand that I live a life internally that I cannot produce externally, and I have to continue to guard the internal life more than fix the external life. So I've learned to pick up the crosses, which is anything you can't resolve that won't go your way, and carry it so that I can keep following Jesus, because I don't want to lose this one. He's the words of eternal life. But there comes a time. There comes a time. There comes a time when God's saying, We're going to do this. We're about performance moment. Here we go. You don't need to be on assignment a lot anymore. Lot's a Lot's burden that's no longer part of you. I know I'm not going to tell you that Lot's all fine. I'm not going to tell you. He didn't send him an Instagram, he didn't telegraph, Hey, by the way, don't worry about Lot. He's in the city. He's freaking out. Couldn't save the city. Went in the hills. He's going to have some really weird family problems. No, he didn't tell us anything because none of our business. None of our business What happened to your son or your daughter, your children, your mother, or father. You follow me. And we're learning to do that. And one of the ways he does it is he doesn't give us the information we're, we're cry, craving for. Oh, that's a whole nother story. But anyway, lots... I mean, Abraham now says, okay, so Abimelech says this. He says, all right, here's a thousand pieces of silver to to reconcile this issue with your wife. And here's a bunch of animals and produce and servants and just take it all. And here's my land. Anywhere you want to live, you go live anywhere you want. The things he was afraid of are now being handed to him because it's time just because it's time, but it, so then he prays for Abimelech, and God opens the womb of every woman in his household, because he had shut the womb of every fertile woman, because the unfertile woman was about to have a baby, and when the supernatural Promise is about to be performed, all natural resources that have persecuted or would withstand shut down until they come back into peace and submission. So, this is incredible. Do you you understand that? If you do the math, and God says, in a year I'll come, and you're going to have a baby, a little baby boy named Isaac. He's going to be nursing. You're going to have joy. Everybody's going to be happy. And you go, okay, all right. All right. Now, we got Sodom and Gomorrah, trip, move over to Gaza. What does that take? Maybe a month. Now, you're in somebody's harem, ready to be married, and you've got two months to get pregnant. I don't think the baby went faster. You you're, oh, gosh, God, come on. Do you really need to cut it that close? <laughs> no, it's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. And we're here. Doesn't mean we won't make a lot of mistakes and miss a lot of moments and act, run into ourselves again and again, but there's, there's opportunity. See, if you're going to leave the old, you have to let go of the old. And if you're going to let go of the old, you have to see the new. And if you're going to see the new, you have to see signs of what the new will be. Therefore, God steps into you first spiritually and through the scriptures. And that's where we, that's where mo- primarily everything is reintroduced years in advance. And then he begins this. Do you imagine Abram leaving Abimelech's house? Dude, God, whoa. I mean, whoa, you really did that. Whoa, that's crazy. She woke that guy up. You told him he was dead. Crazy. Like I got, I'm, I'm all of a sudden wealthy. More. Whoa. Sarah, oh, I don't think we need to do this lie anymore next time we go in a place. I think we're cool. I don't know. I just, I just feel like something's changing. And sure enough, she's pregnant. And then she births the baby. And then five years so, he's having a weaning party. And
0: Ishmael is laughing,
1: ah, you fleshly creature looking at this boy of promise making mockery. And Sarah looks up and she says to Abram, "Get get this boy and get his mom out of my house. She's not gonna be an heir with my child. And Abram's going, talk about wandering what did you, God says, do it, listen to her, God's a redeemer, he listened to Sarah, the first time Ishmael was born, listen to her, the second time, Ishmael's gone, I don't know how these things happen, but beloved, things are changing, and when they change, don't try to change them back, because you'll just hold the past, and not go into the future, it's just, so all of a sudden, Ishmael's gone, but God's got a plan for Ishmael, God rescues Ishmael, Hagar, you know, so now, Fast forward, we close, and I want you to hear these words, because I think you'll, 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 see these, why does God take so long? Because he has to work with my heart. And why does he have to work with my heart? Because my heart is the believing mechanism of my spirit, of my inner man. And though I'm ready to respond, I am not strong enough to withstand So I have to learn that withstanding isn't the answer. It's just standing and beholding and exalting. So you learn to go in a different direction. You don't fight the circumstance. You don't figure it out. You don't come up with a new strategy. You don't come up with, okay, here's what we're going to say to do this, to do that. We don't try to go outwardly. Five, six years later, maybe seven, or I don't know. But by the time... Isaac's 13 or so, 12, 13. God says to I, Abraham, all right, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to a mountain. I'm going to show you the mountain. And I want you to take your son Isaac, the o- your only son, who you love. First time the word love is mentioned. And I want you to sacrifice him as a burnt offering. So you're learning to hear a voice that sometimes is very unreasonable in its requests. But is always truth in its actions. Anyway, so he just says, okay. Next morning he's gone. And they're to travel for three days. They come to Mount Moriah, which is where the temple would in the future be built. And he sees the mountain. The Lord says, All right, that's it. Go. So they come to the base of the mountain. He's gathered the wood. He's got his son Isaac, and he says to his servants, You stay here. I hear these words. I and the lad, me and the son, we're gonna go up there. We're going to worship, and we're going to come back. You see, a promise is a promise, and it always had the intention of God's plan to be performed. It does not matter what happened to its, in our applications or our mismanagements of the promise. God has a plan. It's going to be performed. And so Abram was believing. If I kill this boy because you told me to, and I burn him up because you told me to, then out of the ashes you'll have to raise him up because what you said is what, you, what you'll what you do and what you do you were able to do and you're able to you're able to bring life out of the death out of dead wombs you're also able to bring life out of ashes so he's just moving up and oh I'm, I gotta at the moment of the knife God stops him and says Abraham Abraham he says yeah don't put your hand to the boy. Now I know you fear me. It's all about the fear of God when the miracles start to happen or the covenants get cut. You have a, an awareness, and it all is coupled inside of our fear until finally the fear of God is greater than our fear. And now Abraham says, wow, okay. And he said, all of a sudden, there's a ram behind him. He takes the ram, sacrifice. The guy says, okay, now that you did what I did, and I provided the, the, the ram, and you've here's what I want to say to you. I'm making a covenant. I'm making an oath. I am swearing by myself. I am obligating myself to complete this without any man's intervention or help. And I am declaring that from your seed, Christ, your enemy your gates of your enemies will be possessed you you he will you he, he, the nations will be saved i will multiply and i will multiply you and in, in fruitfulness i will fruitful you and he's gone okay i got it sun gets up they go home down they worshiped here's the deal it's all about worship but not the worship that's kind of flippant and soulish we'll see if i how i feel about it it's, sacri- it's the giving, it's the giving, it's the sacrifice, it's the honesty, it's vulnerability, it's giving God praise. Oh, Beloved, we are so close to something God's about to break into, and it will be ah, illuminating to us of who we are and what we're, where we are. We don't have to be afraid that we have to become something perfect. We just have to give the fear of God its place so that we can follow God into the new place and not be anxious over how are we doing because it's not about how we're doing. It's about what he's doing. He's doing something. When he chooses to do something, he can do anything, anything. Unbelief is always circumstantially driven. If you can do anything, Jesus, please cast this demon out on my boy. He said, if I can do anything, you can believe. I I do believe, but help my unbelief. Wow. Lord Jesus, I'm asking for your coming, Holy Spirit, to our place in the journey of the faith of Abraham that is now the faith of Jesus, matured faith, the Isaac that laid... Gave himself to the Father's will to be crucified, because he believed that you would bring him out of death. This faith that is our faith, not a weak faith, though we are weak in faith, not a not a funky faith, because we are funky. Faith is the faith. Come to me, Jesus. I am afraid. I'm afraid. I'm always afraid. Help my unbelief. I don't want to create a theology around unbelief. I don't want to create a building around unbelief, people above unbelief. I love you, Jesus. This would be a great time for you to start talking to God, please. Seriously, if there's anything this has touched you, and start telling him, Lord, I'm hearing you. Lord, I'm I'm carrying burdens. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. You did this. You let that happen. My children, my family, my business, my future, my marriage, my home. Nah, 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 nah. Just get it out. I give it away. It's my offering. I'm so sorry that I have now placed you as the blame of an unhappy life when you are the fullness of joy. I believe in a lie instead of the truth. I'm not forgiving others because I don't feel the fruitfulness of forgiveness i'm no longer compassionate oh jesus this is my prayer life i I talk to god like this all day long jesus i love you so much but i can't do anything that you said but i accept everything you said you can do i accept everything you've spoken will be performed and i welcome it even in those seasons when you're about to break out and, and make a major change I'll probably throw it, mess it up, but it won't matter now because the less I need me, the less what I do affects you or affects me. I begin to know it's all you. It's all you. It always was you. It was always about you coming to the earth to be the son of man so that you could be born, raised to become the son of God. As God the son became the son of man who now is raised from the dead and is the son of God seated at the right hand, the man. And now, in Christ, we are inseparable from God. In Christ, we are uncondemnable because He's our intercessor. In Christ, we cannot be judged because He has already been judged. In Christ, we were known before time began, and now we're learning to find our way back into the truth. In Christ, in Christ. Not outside, inside. No righteousness of our own, no beauty of our own, but it doesn't matter how old we are or how bad we've been, we come into Christ accepted. And it doesn't matter how far we've wandered in and out, where the redeemed hill will always return, where we return with joy and laughter and singing and sorrow and sighing flee away, always. Oh. Go ahead. Let's just worship for a moment.
0: Say me so much better. Your way. Hallelujah, I love you, Jesus. great. Defense, so much better. Your way.
1: Stop, 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 um, stop. When we start again, start with uh, when I thought I lost. You knew where to find me, but let's just stop for a second. I want us to get to lunch. It's, it's four minutes till noon. They've got lunch, and I'm all messed up. And I want you to have the same opportunity. What is it that's keeping you from the, the, the assurance that God is performing his promise? What is it that stopped you in their journey? Why are you angry? Who are you angry at? What are you no longer believing? Why are you retreating your faith into the the supernatural? Why, where is that place he's touching? I want you to ask the Lord, what are you touching right now? You're putting your finger somewhere. Just tell him, don't hide. You can't hide from God. He sees you. He knows you. He never reproved Abraham. He never said, Abraham, listen, I want to tell you one more time. If you ever do that again, you're not having a kid. He does not respond to our mistakes with punishment, but with repentance. To accept truth that we could never possess, and we could never own, and we could never perform, but we can accept and submit to. And so we start going, Lord, you're this everything. You're this most beautiful, powerful king, the glorious one. You're going to do a great work. You're going, where is it? I don't see any of that. Well, of course you don't see any of it, but that's the truth. that I'm going to tell everybody. So tell them something. As we begin just to close this, you're lost, but he knows where to find us. He knows where we left ourselves, where we stopped the journey. That's what returning is. It just return, 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 return. All right, I do it every single day. I return to Jesus Christ, and then I step inside Jesus Christ and accept Jesus Christ's victory triumph that wasn't his, but was Father's in him. And now he's my mediator, and I just move my way back in. Just move my way back in. Now he's affecting us. I'm afraid, and I want to control. He says, just trust and I'll provide the fear. <laughs> He's about to change some p- things and in our life, personal. And we won't be the we won't be able to go, I finally got, I, I finally dealt with that. I don't have this. I'm already now God is using me in a big way. No. This broken people, contrite hearts. What do you want God to do for you? What are you wishing about Him? What do you want from Him? Tell Him. Okay, I'll close after this, I promise. Father, thank you for the beautiful family that we are included into. Thank you for the glorious head of a church that we are a part of, where you fill us with the fullness of Christ. Thank you that we are living stones being fit together for a habitation of God connected to the chief cornerstone, Jesus Christ. And Thank you that we are married to someone who's making us perfect, washing us with water in his word. Thank you. Thank you for love that's abounding in our hearts toward one another. Thank you for joy that's inexpressible. Thank you for peace that settles us in the midst of conflicts. Thank you for healings that heal our bodies when we don't have strength to go on. Thank you for miracles of strength and might of power by Spirit coming from your glory. Thank you for deliverance from all devils and demons and lies. Hallelujah! We are the redeemed. We are the redeemed. Hallelujah! Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, 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 Father, bless our lunch. Bless our fellowship. Bless our conversation. Bless our expectancy. We leave our old hope today here. We pick up the new hope that's being given, the words that are being spoken, the interventions that are stepping into our lives. We step inside that blessed place, the Holy Spirit love. And we share it with each other and give it to one another. Nothing's been lost. Inheritances are in place. The kingdom is not dismantled. Nothing is lost but what was to be lost in order to gain Christ. We bless you, Jesus. We thank you for this. Oh, renew our minds. Wine and dine us in your love. Fill us in a banquet hall of love right over us. You're my beloved. Intoxicate us again in the sweetness of your love. Lord, no matter how old we are, no matter how young we are, we're not yet done with what God called us to be. And the hope is alive. Hope by the power of Holy Spirit. Let that hope invade where you're living, where you tread, where you wish you were not. Let hope become forceful. I began to say before this weekend, I said, and I don't know why I said it, but I said, principalities, powers, might, and dominion, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, get ready to meet Jesus Christ. He's coming. Nothing of our effort, but our love and devotion and His purpose and promise. He's coming the manifold wisdom of God will be made known to the principalities and powers in heavenly places according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in his son Jesus Christ. So go home smiling. Go home praising God. Go home forgiving everybody. Go home letting go of everything. Go home not beating yourself up. Just... Go home saying, Jesus, go for it, go for it, Jesus, go for it, go for it. I let you go. Access to me, go ahead, bless others, help me.